Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except by bludgies or government and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. We planned a full crew. We're down to a half crew. Um... Woohoo! Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so it looks like it's just me and Andrew. Uh, Dirica checked in and and she's not feeling real great, so she's not going to be here. Dan is AWOL. Um, mm. I guess yeah, he's probably sucked into Facebook. He made a he made a Facebook account for the first time in over a year, almost a year, something like that. Are we taking bets on how long this one lasts? I was thinking about that earlier. Like we should have some sort of betting pool going. <laughs> like how long how long Dan's gonna last before he gets a ban? Uh, like like one of the one of the first like he posted like he did a profile picture and a cover photo. And then like the one like the, the second or third thing he posted was an was a nine eleven meme. Oh my god. <laughs> like this <laughs> is like all right. All right, Dan's officially back. <laughs> oh man, it's only it's only a matter of time before Dan catches a, another ban. He's been getting away with a lot of stuff on Instagram, so he's been pushing it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah he he has been pushing it. I'm surprised, but I think Instagram really only kind of bans you if it's nudity and it gets reported. Like I don't think they have an algorithm, so which is kind of nice, I guess. But Dirica says. Sorry, and a little sad face. It's all right, dear Co. We love you anyway. <laughs> no, Lindsay. Lindsay is on the phone, but if she was here, she would say something about you getting better and blah 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 blah. Um, and how and she not, loves you, and yeah, we're not we're not getting on mushy like that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, awkward silence i love it yeah now Lindsay will be Lindsay will be here a little bit later when she gets off the phone with her brother and stuff so, yeah so i don't know you just want to jump into it i guess sure why not might as well unless you want to complain about the snow more oh my god i mean you can't you can kind of see it through this because the cat keeps destroying the blinds but mm -hmm. the the snow it, it started snowing again and like i was i was out i was helping a friend actually move like this huge entertainment center thing with my truck and even my truck a couple of times i spun the wheels pretty bad like it's everything melted and then it's and you, yeah and you don't have you don't have some small weak little truck either no no i have a jacked up ram and i'm on 35 inch off-road tires and i was still spinning a little bit and i only had it in two to be fair but man it's it's that time of year again so we're gonna be coated in snow and everything i'm planning on doing i'm gonna do probably like a video or something of the uh the rotary lights here in town since it's such a big deal mm -hmm. get that because i work right next to it and it's apparently now officially again the largest led display in the world for christmas lights and it's cool so i'm gonna try and get that and it'll be neat to do like a walkthrough if i had a 360 camera anybody wants to loan me a 360 camera i'm more than happy to Use that and do a full 360 tour, but fucking Dan's posting on Facebook. What the? What did he forget? I don't know. <sighs> I just tagged him in the post, so his ass better get here. Yeah, the hell, man. 
Derica says the doctor says she needs a back 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 octomy back enemy b a c k i o t o m y back back otomy I don't know <laughs> what like have her back removed I don't she's, I don't know she's trying to be all funny and smart but she's using improper grammar yeah it's like I don't think that's right I uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm no expert well yep if it makes you feel better I'm I'm a, I'm California cold. Like I got, I got my hoodie on, but I'm wearing shorts. Oh, yeah! It's uh, right now. It says it is 33 degrees here, um, which is actually like unseasonably warm right now. Um, Starting like this coming week, though, our highs are going to be in the teens. Mm Fifty-two. Jealous a little bit. I mean, I'm jealous of the weather, not the rest of this anything about that state at all i'll, I'll so. trade i'll trade your gun laws for my weather any day yeah no <laughs> although we'll see how much longer that holds out without well i mean evers i don't know that evers is actually going to make a difference um because the state senate and um the, the senate and the state house are still republican controlled and still very pro-gun so uh, derica says the the back automy line is a line from half baked damn it I I was probably half baked when I saw that movie. So <laughs> remember, that's all right. Um, uh, yeah, I'm too old to remember that movie. <laughs> no, Jerica showing her age on that one. The young Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's that era because the Days and Confused, Half Baked, uh, what Mall Rats, all that stuff came out right around that scene, same time frame, mm-hmm. didn't it? <laughs> So, yeah. oh. so speaking of snow since we're on the topic i want to talk about this uh out of chicago like that happens every year like this it's nothing new it happens every single year you know chicago does this they have a uh, winter parking rules and they have signs that say no parking 3 a.m to 7 a.m december 1st to april 1st first or when there's over two inches of snow Bust out your ruler. Like, not that. Dan, I want you to see the. You uh, saw the meme, but not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bastard. <laughs> An alternate side parking that gets everybody. I think everybody that is in a place where we get snow has to deal with that same crap. And. It's one thing, like, I understand what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to make sure that they can clear snow out of the way so that they, you know, that everybody can park nice and up against the road, you know, the corners and up against the curb and nobody's in the way. And I understand that. But the cat just scared the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) She jumped up. She wants cuddles. Uh, But at the same time, like, one lacrosse anyway and i know chicago does it too because i've been Mm -hmm. told that they enforce it even like whether there's snow or not and like that law the fact that it says or if there's two inches of snow on the ground it's telling you straight up i don't care if there's snow i'm still gonna enforce it why because it has stopped becoming about safety which is their argument for it and started becoming about 
revenue generation, the fact that they can make money. Well, last year when Sparta, was it Sparta? Yeah, Sparta, stopped, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, the town council here, because it went to uh, town council to find out if we should also not charge uh, people for alternate side parking if there is no snow on the ground. They basically said, no, it has nothing to do with that at all. Nope. It has everything to do with the fact that uh, it makes us money. I mean, okay, so the the article I'm looking at right now it it talks about the it does it does mention the snow. It mentions a winter parking ban took at 3 a.m. Saturday morning. So this is this is yesterday morning, Chicago time. Uh, the ban is enforced regardless of snow on 107 miles of main streets across Chicago between 3 a.m. and 7 a.m. until March 1st. So regardless of snow, that's that's the key thing here. 264 vehicles were towed yesterday Toad. morning. Jesus 264 vehicles towed yesterday morning. Uh, a $150 fee, a $60 ticket, and a storage fee of $20 per day. So you're telling me that the average... the average that's, working- that's, two, that's $230 right off the bat. Right, right, exactly. $230 out of nowhere because you happen to leave your vehicle... In a place for four hours, three a.m. three a.m. to seven a.m. Yeah, so literally, you go to sleep. Let's say you go to sleep at ten thirty. You come home at ten, park your car, go to sleep at ten thirty. When you wake up in the morning, your car has been towed, whether there's snow or not. Not for ten thirty to eleven thirty to twelve thirty to one thirty to two. Th- what? Are you serious? <laughs> no. Last year, last year the department to- towed a total of three or nine thousand eight hundred and thirty-three vehicles. Wait, and it's it's how it's what two hundred and thirty dollars, right? Two hundred thirty dollars right off the bat. Two hundred thirty dollars. Nine thousand eight hundred and thirty-three. That is two million two hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars. And and how much is the storage fee? $20 a day. And that's I'm gonna day. say, and that's assuming that is assuming that you picked that every single one of those people picked up their card the very first day. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, on and average, that's, that's, I'm going to assume it's gonna take people what two days to pick up their vehicle. Well, that's that's if they have the money because you got you got to pay that two thirty to get your vehicle out. Yep. Right. So, so that's two thirty. Then it becomes two fifty. Then it becomes two seventy. Then it becomes two ninety, and it compounds if you don't have the money. So they're effectively taking transportation away from poor people because they happen to park on the street in front of their apartment building. But you know, uh, <laughs> debtor's prison doesn't exist in the United States, right? Yeah. To- totally doesn't exist. Totally. It's- um, here in lacrosse, they've actually started uh, repo- repoing vehicles. If you have unpaid fines, by the way, that's what happened to Katie's car. They seized it. They seized it. That's why she's still getting um, payment requests from Nissan because she hasn't told Nissan they took the car. Why didn't she pay to get it? Oh, never mind. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. So like, if, at this point, then they're saying, okay, well, you can't afford to pay your fines, so okay, okay. we're going to keep well, fining the, you. The overnight parking ban is separate from another snow-related ban that affects another 500 miles of roads when there when they when there are at at least two inches of snow snowfall. The department said. So, so this then, this is a parking ban that is separate from the snow ban. So this has nothing to do 
with snow removal or safety or anything like that. It's is- purely, mm-hmm. purely just for revenue generation at that point because Absolutely. it's totally unrelated. But I mean, that's the thing is like, so Sparta, when we had no snow, there was a year where like literally we were outside in t-shirts on uh, Christmas Eve. Like it was mm-hmm. so ridiculously warm for Wisconsin. It was insane, but we had no snow. And the Sparta police issued an official statement that said, we're not going to enforce this. This is insane. We're not going to take it you when there's no snow for not following alternate parking. Mm-hmm. The response from the lacrosse police department was according to the city council, we are required to still enforce it because it's not about snow removal. It's about the loss of revenue that the city will see if we don't loss enforce. loss of revenue, meaning meaning we didn't steal as much money from you. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's and the thing, is they straight up admitted Derek says Derek says, repeat after me, I am free. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like you know, and then on top of that, like look at Chicago. So all right, so they're gonna they're gonna ticket you if you park your car on the street, um, which you're really not gonna have much of a choice to do if you don't have a like off-street parking, and then their zoning laws won't allow certain won't allow parking lots of certain sizes in certain Mm -hmm. places. So they're denying you the ability to park your car there. So, I mean, what are, what are, what are the options? What are the options? Like, well, you park in the fast food. You're humans and walk and bike to all (laughs) places, especially in Wisconsin, because it's clearly a balmy 70 degrees all year round. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Trudge through the Chicago dirty snow. That's, yeah, I mean, what are, what are the other options? Like park in the fast food parking lot, you know, four miles away or the liquor store parking lot. Oh, yeah, you'll get towed there also. Yeah, the right. best you could hope for is to find a like some sort of a business, small businesses parking lot that they will allow you to pay them a fee to go park there. And, you know, what's funny is they actually do that in Japan. Places will actually, because according to Japanese law, the, the businesses actually own the parking in front of their, their business, even on the street, that's theirs. So you can actually pay businesses for the parking space. So you just always have a parking space. Yeah. But the problem is that could be a quarter mile from your house. <laughs> like I, what, what is it? What's the other option? I mean, we don't have flying cars, right? Yeah. So to drive around between 3am and 7am. Apparently. Yeah. Or I'm, or I'm sorry, you got you got you got home at ten. You only get five hours of sleep. Then you have to get in your car and drive around for four hours. No, I think, I think yeah. they're trying to get us to all work third shift. Yeah, we all work overnight, <laughs> so that all of our park cars are parked in the work parking lot overnight. Yeah, if there's enough room in the parking lot overnight. Yeah, if there's even enough room, exactly. Assuming that your business has the room for it. I mean, it's in. God damn, it's nuts. And what'd you say that was that was two million dollars over two million dollars last year? Yeah, like two point two point two five million dollars. That's insane. What's up, brother? What up? Dan didn't know that we were live, apparently. I had oh. no idea, dude. <laughs> Oops. I'm like, I'm, I'm a terrible co-host. <laughs> it's not like I tagged you three times in the telegram group. <laughs> I know, but I, I don't have the notifications turned on because it always blows my phone up. So I turn them off <laughs> and then I fucking forget because I never check in. I had to fill horrible. in for you, Dan. This is not acceptable. I am That's not right. enough to take <laughs> well, over. They needed, a, they, needed a, they needed a vagina to balance it out. So 
You know what I mean? That's kind of the the, the standard rule. So you I know. Want at least one one lady to keep it from going completely off the rails. <laughs> Have you met me? I'm not entirely sure. I know. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I I was like questioning myself as I was saying it. Yeah, she's 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 a she's a good replacement for Dirica. Let's just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's a wild one. I could never replace my soulmate. <laughs> I told you. I told you she was going to do that as soon as she's here. <laughs> like this is this is this, like in pre-show. Andrew and I are talking, <laughs> and and Lindsay's talking about how I need to just come to the come to the fact that I'm Lindsay's boyfriend now, and I don't have any say in the matter. <laughs> and now she's already calling Derica her soulmate. Hey, I've been calling Derica my soulmate for months. Wow, that was that was the longest relationship <laughs> I've had in a while. <laughs> no, oh. you forget, honey. I'm Polly. You're still my boyfriend. <laughs> it could work that way. So, Dan, we were talking about um, uh, Chicago and their uh, their ticket scam. They have a they have winter parking regulations. Oh, of course. Um. They between December first and April first, between three a.m. and seven a.m., there's no parking or no parking when there's over two inches of snow. Really? Right. And this is like on on a hundred and what is it? They say it's on a, a hundred and seven miles of street inside the city. Wow. Uh, and the first day, which was yesterday morning, Saturday morning, uh, they towed two hundred and sixty four vehicles. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's a $150 fee, a $60 ticket, and a $20 storage fee at the uh, the storage facility. So right off the bat, $210 bucks, or $230 bucks right off the bat. Yeah. we, we Oh, it's uh, $2.262 million yeah. at minimum is what yeah. they made last uh, year. Yeah, and last, last year they towed 9,833 vehicles and made two point whatever – Andrew just said million dollars on this parking scam. Uh, and to top it off, well, top it off, hold it's on. like a dude. Uh, top it off. Uh, the overnight parking ban is separate from another snow related ban that affects another 500 miles of roads when there are at least two inches of snow. So, this is this parking ban that they enforce, this winter parking ban, has nothing yep. to do with snow. So, it's not like huh. snow removal or anything like that. It's pure, straight up revenue generation. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like the fucking dude that owns a window business, a window replacement business, that goes around and knocks out fucking windows of you know local businesses and shit. <laughs> Wait, that, that can be a job professionally. I can knock out people's windows so that no, not not no. The broken windows fallacy. The broken window fallacy. That's what you're talking about. We're breaking windows for a better tomorrow. I understand, right. but I would really <laughs> like that job if it were to ever come up. It's the Krugman method. Talk to Paul. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not on, he's the president. Oh, yeah. So I got I got another fun I got another really funny one we should bring up real quick because now Dan's here and I want to hear him laugh. <laughs> St. Louis police officers indicted in beating of an undercover colleague. Oh shit! <laughs> That's <fucking> great. <laughs> A federal grand jury indicted three members of St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department on charges of beating a fellow police officer who was working undercover during a 2017 protest. 
A fourth officer was also indicted and accused of covering up the incident. <laughs> How did he think he was going to get away with that one? It was another cop. <laughs> <laughs> minority suspect. Minority suspect. No, no, no. We uh, it was a training op. And Dan just dropped. Oh, what? In so, and out. Uh, the, the Department of Justice announced the indictments in a statement Thursday. Quote, the indictment, the indictment charges officers Daniel or Dustin Boone, 35, Bailey Coletta, 25, Randy Hayes, 31, and Christopher Myers, 27, with various felony charges, including uh, uh, deprivation of constitutional rights, conspiracy to obstruct justice, destruction of evidence, and uh, obstruction of justice. <clears throat> According to the indictment, officers Boone, Hayes, and Myers indicted or inflicted, quote, bodily injury on an undercover officer identified in the court document as only as LH, an officer and detective who was described as having 22 years of experience in the police department. All right. Sorry about that. My fucking phone cut out. All right. So they beat the shit out of an undercover colleague. What was he yes. like uh, dealing drugs or something? No. Uh. The federal grand jury indicted three members of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department on charges of beating a fellow police officer who was working undercover during a 2017 protest. Oh, shit. A fourth officer (laughs) was also indicted and accused of conspiring to cover up the incident. Well, so, I mean, that that also means that he was clearly probably there to be an Asian provocateur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say, too. Yeah. According to the indictment, officers Boone, Hayes, and Myers inflicted, quote, bodily injury on the undercover officer identified in the court documents only as LH. An officer and detective who dis- who is described as having 22 years of experience with the police department. The beating of LH occurred, quote, while he was compliant and not posing a threat to anyone. The incident occurred during the September 17, 2017 protest against the acquittal of a white officer who was tried in the death of a black suspect in 2011. The indictment included what appears to be text messages among three officers before the protest in which they talk about their plans to beat protesters. Huh. Of course. Yes. Yeah, well... (laughs) I mean, you know, and keep in mind, too, like, this guy only, they're, he's only able to get them charged because he's also a member of their special little club. Yes. Mm-hmm. All four officers were suspended without pay, according to the city officials. Uh, each of the officers faces potential maximum penalties of at least 20 years in prison. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the fourth officer. So what? Uh, what, they get, like, a stiffer penalty for beating their own? I don't know. Uh, the fourth officer, Bailey Coletta, <laughs> is accused of aiding to cover up by a line to the grand jury investigating the incident. Coletta and Hayes were romantically involved at the time of the protest and during the federal investigation. So he tried to help get his partner off for beating up the undercover cop. Wow. I just, it. I mean, ignoring the fact that it's hilarious of all the people that they beat up. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> Ignoring that, though, again, I mean, keep in mind, if the, if you're that person, you're that protester, right, who's already protesting cops getting away with shit mm-hmm. and, and murdering people, you're already doing that. If that's you and you're that average person, you don't get this kind of justice at all. You don't get no. them charged. Nothing happens to them. Oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. If, if, 
Um, and this is th- like they're not even. This isn't even a jury trial. This was a grand jury, right? Um, something like like ninety. 90% of grand jury or 90% of cases brought before a grand jury um get indicted right mm-hmm. but then it goes then it goes on if you're a police officer there's like a 90% chance or something like that but then if you go on to the actual trial only like 5% of police that go to trial actually are are actually found guilty right because really? all they got to do is show up and go but I'm a cop yeah yep exactly. I, fe- I feared for my life they resisted yep. arrest Blah 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 blah. Well, not only that, but it's like built up in the minds of the public that they're like heroes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it the, serves, the, the it great, serves their great, purpose. Great man fallacy, yeah. Yeah, they're so they're so heroic that even when they do unheroic things, it's still heroic. Well, you, you, I mean, you don't want to question them because mm-hmm. then they might beat the shit out of you too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, I mean, this is this is as. <laughs> Like this is this this is like this is as funny as uh, the article about Detroit. I think it was two or three months ago, where undercover police officers tried to arrest undercover DEA agents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. drug bust. It's like that Spider Man meme where he's like pointing at himself. Pointing at himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The drugs like, are everywhere. Um, you mm-hmm. guys are the only ones both selling and arresting people for that. Like, I feel like this is your own little ecosystem and no one else is participating. <laughs> right? <laughs> and if they are participating, they're either controlled or busted. Yeah. yeah go ask, go ask Free, Ray, Free Ray Rick Ross about it. Yeah. No. I mean, they, it's... They, they co-opt the drug trade just like everything else. Mm-hmm. What was the uh, the airport in Arkansas? Uh, Amina? Yeah, Amina Airport in Arkansas where they flew all the drugs in that they were getting from the Paris and Central Central America under under Reagan and and Bush Sr. Uh, Ran-Contra. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Ding-dong, that witch is dead. Good times. Good times. Like my, My favorite meme, my favorite meme to come out of that whole George Bush dying thing (laughs) <laughs> was uh, it, sh- it shows it shows George Bush dying and like the the meme says um it's a terrible shame when tyrants die of natural causes yes. yeah right yeah that is true oh man I wonder how long till they do the same tweet thing that they did with uh with what's his face with the boy it sure is hot down here um, oh that, uh yeah they did a I saw some some tweets about that and I saw some like. So pictures and tweets about it, but um, uh, like when McCain died, when McCain died, there was a yeah, parody that's... account. There was a parody account that popped up on on Twitter, and it was like McCain <laughs> talking about how hot it was in hell and who he was hanging out with. Like I hope People someone does. I, yeah, I hope someone does a George Bush one. Yeah, but see, yeah, the yeah. thing is, is chances are though that because remember McCain was also unpopular with neocons. Yeah. Was everyone. Um, but I mean, he was every, every, everyone, everyone except the, the defense department. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Which, Which is ironic considering that he sold everybody out the moment that he had a chance. Um, <laughs> but like he, he was super unpopular. George Bush senior though, just like George W. Bush is oh. all but worshiped by the hardcore, right? Like he's a, he, he was a world war two hero who smacked himself in the head really hard bailing out of his airplane once. And you know, like he was, 
That is a hilarious story, by the way, if you've never heard that story about him bailing <laughs> out of his airplane where he's going down and he forgot that you can't stand up too high because you'll get caught in the plane slipstream. Oh, Jesus. And so he bails out of the airplane because he's been shot down. He's crashing. He bails out and he gets up too high and turns his body just in time to see the tail of his own airplane coming straight at his face. Oh, man. His head ricochets off the tail of the airplane and he almost <laughs> conscious on the way out of the plane. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really good article from Reason um, about how there's nothing... Um, for libertarians or, or for freedom-loving people, there's nothing for them to celebrate about uh, George H.W. Bush and, and his legacy, which yeah. I, I agree with. There's, there's nothing worth celebrating. There, there why, is, why would that be, though? The Well, no, I see, but as a comedian, I do have to point out that we should all celebrate the fact that Dan Quayle <laughs> is in the White House at all, in any capacity, because that was comedy gold. Yeah, right. <laughs> So <laughs> as a Californian, as a Californian, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Potato. Potato. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing about that shit when I was in like third grade and I'm like, how did the dude fucking spell potato wrong? <laughs> like Well, and he was mystified when people corrected him, like, what do you mean it doesn't have any on the end? It yeah. doesn't have any. <laughs> there's no. There's no. What do you mean? <laughs> potatoes does. Potatoes has an e, but not potato. Yeah, yeah, and that's why he was confused. Like, but I thought when you made a plural, you just added an s, and it's like Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle was like the the proto creepy Uncle Joe, right? Yeah. Joe Biden. What Joe Biden became? That's what Dan Quayle was in the nineties. Uncle Joe. Yeah, creepy Uncle Joe. Everybody, yeah, he's uh, oh, I miss those memes. I mean, too, actually. <laughs> hey, there's a chance, there's a chance 2020, there, there's a chance of Biden running. Uh, he's Holy one of the, the front, the, one of the front run, front runners. Um, and then Hillary Clinton is talking about running again, also. So we could, we could have, we could have a Trump, Sanders, Warren, Biden, Hillary Clinton debate. <laughs> oh, <Christ. laughs> that's like critical mass for the memeverse like yeah it, right <laughs> yep, that's, that's what i'm looking forward to in 2020 i'm looking i seriously hope that biden runs and we have a biden trump debate oh my god that would be glory i would dvr it just to go back <laughs> months later for more like, 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 I, endless. <laughs> like i i can't stand i can't stand political debates like they are they are so boring to me and there's there's so much bullshit in line and like yeah. back in my neocon days i enjoyed them but like as an anarchist i can't stand them but i would watch a biden trump debate just for the meme material they would talk so much shit to each other, dude. It would be ridiculous. I just, I just see Trump standing there going, wrong, wrong, fake yeah. news, wrong. He'd be going wrong, and meanwhile, Joe's not paying any attention, just like waving at a little girl in the audience the whole yeah, time, right? smiling. Like, he's, 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 like, he's, he's I just, winking I at the like, mediator. I feel like political like debates, even as an adult looking at them with adults running them. I feel like it's like the high school, I'm going to be the uh, face of the students. I'm going to yeah. make sure that we have 
fruit punch every day at lunch. Wow. There's, there's an episode of Rugrats where Angelica and, and what's her face try to get Tommy and Phil to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you, get, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. that, like yeah, that, that, like that was more truthful than most political debates. Yeah. yeah right. It's just yeah, I mean, but that's it, it's true though, where you because I mean that is essentially what Trump did, wasn't it? Like he was like, I'm going to make sure that there is free soda at every lunch is essentially the promise <laughs> that he gave to get elected. Yeah. And I mean, at least that's that's, lit- that's literally the translation of make America great again. Yeah, it's free soda at lunch. It's just... well, I'd say that was more more of the Bernie Sanders platform, but oh no, Bernie was recess for every class. <laughs> free, free degrees, free degrees. Yeah, it's just oh, oh, and that's that's the other one. I I totally forgot it. It slipped my mind for some reason. Uh, the other one, the other the other big Democrat that they're talking about running is uh, Camelia Harris. Wait, is she oh, the Christ. one? No, she's the one no. from California. From California, yeah. Oh my yeah. God, her! You, <laughs> yeah. I want to see. Retarded. I will watch that happens. I will watch the DNC debates because her and Joe and Warren and Clinton arguing is going to be one of the most tear-inducing moments of the twenty-first. <laughs> It is going to be so funny and tragic simultaneously. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they're going to hide the server this time when they make Hillary the fucking nominee again. Oh, I think they've learned (laughs) that there. And that lesson is don't let Hillary anywhere near any computers ever. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's got to make it to the debate first. Yeah. Well, I mean, can't we also just add in Sarah Palin? Just to bring Palin back, just for the just sake because. of like, where they're just like, busy oh, keeping an eye on Russia. Um, Palin and Biden debating <laughs> from her gun front rights. Palin and Biden debating debating gun rights. Buy a shotgun, yeah. <laughs> they start making out, talking about the eight seventy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that, that picture. That's she's too old for him. Yeah, actually, it's it's kind of. She's way she's way too old for him. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Even her daughter is way too old. Um, yeah, for she's real. Got, she's got grandkids though. Oh, well, her yeah, the grandkids. That's fucking terrible. For that piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, who was the other? There was no, someone else that they were trying to push. Um, uh, Beto, uh, the guy that guy that just lost. Oh my god, really? Lost in Texas to to uh, uh to Zodiac, uh, Ted Cruz. Oh no, O'Rourke, yeah. O'Rourke, or whatever yeah. the fuck Beto, his last Beto, name is. Yeah, yeah. Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, isn't he a oh, socialist? God. He's he's damn near. He's he's right on the right on the cusp of it. Oh yeah, I mean the. So loud. the Democratic Party is like pretty much like openly socialist now. Pretty much, it, it, like you know, all, all the front runners are. I mean, not even, not even. I want to say all the front runners are because I don't think Hillary's a socialist. Um, I think she is a a big big government pro war Democrat. Yeah. Uh, she's definitely definitely liberal. Uh, I don't think she's socialist. She's like a, she's like ne- she's like neoliberal. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and 
being from Wisconsin, I'm hesitant to say that McCarthy might not have been completely wrong about things. Um, oh, he wasn't. He might not have been completely wrong about things. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, the Justice Department was totally infiltrated by communists. Still, oh, is. everything, everything's. I mean, and that we're seeing that come to fruition now. Conservatism is infected yeah. with communism. It's. Well, I mean, neo neocons were originally Trotskyites. Like, uh, what's his name there? Um, Irving. Uh, no, no. Yeah, Brett, Irving Crystal. Brett says that uh, Beto is Obama light. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Brett? Brett Goo or Go G O U G H. You guys know him from Goff. Yeah, Goff. Yeah. Goff. His last name is Goff. Goff. It's just spelled different. So. I mean, like, if you <laughs> think about Sorry, it, though, all, all the all the candidates are socialists. They're just like different fucking variants of socialism. Oh, because essentially, absolutely. like, like, people... like, Ho- like Hoppy said, he said you can't have socialism without the state because the state has mm-hmm. to institute the redistribution of wealth. You can't do that like amongst you know people, well, like, unless like you absolutely. know that's why I said, have like... some force of some nature. Like that's what I was talking about. Even even conservatism. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, republicanism, um, uh, neoconservatism, uh, strict conservatism, uh, religious conservatism, like the, even all of those have aspects of socialism in them. Like people oh, yeah, talk absolutely. about, people talk about the left, right? No, it's left and left light. Oh, yeah. you want to see, you really want to see somebody on the political right, uh, in America, you want to watch their heads explode, po- call police and the military socialized police and military which is accurate as hell yeah but you call it that. <laughs> watch their heads as they try to just oh my god speaking not. of heads yeah. exploding did you like i you and i talked about that piece from uh uh ammon bundy where he talked yeah. about the, the immigration the immigration issue yeah the, the border issue like totally totally the complete opposite of literally every conservative out there and, and the opposite of Trump and people are calling him um, like a, a turncoat and all this other shit and saying, Oh, he's so, he's so brave. He's so brave because <clears throat> Trump pardoned you, blah, blah, blah. Like he, like he should have some loyalty to Trump because Trump pardoned him. Yeah. Like, and just, I, I posted on Wolf. I posted the, the article and, and I did my little piece on it about check it out. Um, I said that uh, uh, Ammon was very logically consistent on it, on his views of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, absolutely, it's like his 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 view is very lined up with his views on the Constitution. And people lost their fucking minds. Yep. Oh yeah, and that's super predictable. Mm-hmm. It's because they have to toe this party line, this very specific. This is what I'm told. I have to think. This is told what I'm told. <sighs> I, this is how I I feel like I need to think. They're told this. And so the moment that somebody thinks logically and consistently, regardless of what the party wants to tell them, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like, oh, you're, you're aligning yourself with them. And just it's, it, it, you, it becomes a very with this or against them, against this mentality, you know, and, and the funny thing totally is, is how it is. Oh yeah. And they, and they mm-hmm. completely ignore, especially in the political right. They totally ignore the fact that what they're saying sounds an awful lot like, you know, comrade, you are sounding very anti-social and counter-revolutionary. Like, yeah. yes. yep. they're ignoring <laughs> the fact that that's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's, I know. it's the complete... Why don't you leave the union, comrade? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the complete same thing. It's the complete same thing as when the left attacked people like Eric July. 
Yeah. Right? Because oh, yeah. because he's black. Yeah. Right. So he he should be with them. And oh, you can't be a minority and not yeah. be liberal. And if you're if you're it's yeah like, if, if you're a minority you're a and not liberal, then you're Uncle Tom and <laughs> yeah, and, dude. And you're, oh, yeah. you're a house slave and, and all this other stuff. It's and, so crazy, but it's so like it's it's so opposite of what reality is because mm-hmm. they keep minorities on a mental plantation in terms of like the liberal camp. Mm-hmm. You know well, it's mean? like the, the myth of the well, party. Yeah. Like yeah. Susan, Su- or, uh, Susan Komen, Susan G. Komen, right? The Planned yeah. Parenthood lady. Yeah. Like, I mean, like she had, like she's super, she, like she had super racist comments about uh, population control and, 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 and. Oh, Margaret, uh, Margaret Singer. Mar- yeah, Margaret, yeah, Margaret Singer. Yeah. Singer was like, that's the whole reason why she wanted abortion right. to be legal was to try and keep them Negroes in their place. Yeah, like that was the whole reason she pushed that. Well, I mean, look at the abortion rate amongst minorities. It's like way disproportionate mm-hmm. to like everybody else. Yeah, and it is, and it's and it's really it's crazy. One really sad, but mm-hmm. um, it is. It's it's, it's like a fucking genocide that, almost. Yeah, dude. they they literally they literally defend a organization that was created to limit them. Yeah. yeah, to to oppress them, to to kill, to mass murder them. Well, yeah, Sanger was a huge proponent of um, uh, what was the with the the face and the oh, you're predisposed to be a criminal, blah blah. Um, mm-hmm. what is that called? Eugenics. Uh, yeah, eugenics. She was a huge yeah. fan of eugenics and a huge proponent oh, yeah. of it. This idea that there should there was a, like she agreed and not an exaggeration agreed with Hitler that there was a master race that this master race was Caucasian and probably Northern European. And so therefore anyone who's not that let's just try and wipe them out and we'll mask it as, Oh, but this is more convenient for you. See, isn't this nicer that you can do this because you need to have (coughs) consequence reactions because you're not smart enough to make good decisions. So we're just going to go ahead and take care of this for you and see, aren't we wonderful masters? Now check this out, right? Not that I'm like a religious person, but you take God out of the, out of the scenario or like a spiritual aspect out of the scenario and, and, and replace that with something like evolution, like Darwinism, right? Which allows for social Darwinism, which allows for eugenics because, you know, in that sense, it's like social Darwinism is like, you know, okay, well, we're superior to you because, you know, you're a lesser, you know, it's like almost, well, I mean, like that's, that's the, the elites have a social Darwinist mentality in terms of like looking at us, like we're useless eaters, you know what I mean? And like, they're a totally different, separate species altogether. Well, they clearly believe that based on the way they like to use us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cannon fodder. Yep. Yeah. Oh, especially, especially the military, man. Mm-hmm. They will use us up. They will completely brutalize us all day, every day, endlessly, and <laughs> bring us home with a bunch of promises that they're going to take care of us, and then not take care of us. And then the moment that we object and we say, "Hey, wait a minute, that wasn't fair. Like you promised me all this crap. Like what are you doing?" Then, oh, now you're an enemy of the state. Yep. 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 <laughs> like any, anybody that believes that the government actually cares about veterans. Go visit a VA. Oh yeah, totally. I used to go with my dad all the time. It was mm-hmm. fucking no. Shit don't show. go to the Toma one at least. Yeah, definitely. You might possibly get HIV. Yeah, they infected a bunch of people. <laughs> what? The Toma VA, and that was national news that that happened. They mm-hmm. they weren't sanitizing any of their tools because they decided that it was just too expensive in government. So it was just too expensive. So they weren't going to sanitize their tools. The bunch of their tools got infected with HIV. 
Wow. And they didn't, you know, sterilize any of them. So then they gave a ton of veterans HIV. And that happened at the VA hospital that's for a 45 minute drive from us in Toma. And guess what that is? That's that's socialized medicine. Yep, that's yep. socialized medicine. <laughs> I read that story up every time when people are like, we need universal health care. Dude, yeah. the government can't handle no can't handle health care for mm-hmm. Something like what one percent of the population, less than one percent of the population, and yeah, they can't my, handle healthcare for that. You think that they're going to manage yours better? My, well, my brother, the, yeah, my, my brother Nick, uh, he uh, he was in Iraq and he spent some time in Fallujah and Ramadi, um, and and he has some injuries from an IED blast, and he had to have like he had a, a screw come loose in his knee. And oh, he man. went to he went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, "Oh yeah, we'll 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 set you up for surgery. We'll get that fixed." Six months later, he's in the hospital with an infection that they had to put a freaking a stent into his heart to deliver antibiotics directly into his heart because it took that yep. long for them to get in to get him in there to 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 get his knee looked out. Oh yeah, and that's and that's how government works. That's how government works is. Because government can't predict, and this is the core of it, is government can't predict scarcity. Government can't control scarcity. They are not immune to supply and demand. Healthcare is not immune to supply and demand. So if you have an enormous demand and a minimal supply, one of two things is going to happen. Either the market is going to take over, and because demand has outstripped supply, it's going to become very, very expensive, which is what we see in the world of healthcare when it's left to its own devices. Mm-hmm. Or... If you try to artificially keep the price down, now quality needs to come way, way down to keep the cost down despite the increase of demand versus supply. And people who are super into socialized medicine don't seem to understand. Like they think, oh, but, but it's, (laughs) there there are reports, there are reports of women in Canada giving birth in waiting rooms and in the ambulances in the parking lot. There are people dying in the ER waiting rooms. In Canada, well, yeah, because Wasn't that first guy? come, first serve. There was that guy like a few years, a couple of years ago in Canada who had like been died like two days prior in the waiting room. No one had even checked on him mm-hmm. in wow. like two days, and then they figured yep. out that he was dead because he like fell over or something, and and they realized that he'd been dead for two days. Well, what's more, what's more responsive to demand in terms of like flexibility and maneuverability? I would say the fucking market, you know allowed to c- compete and innovate, you know what I mean, would be way more flexible and way more, you know what I mean, it... responsive, responsive to demand than, you know, a monopolistic control <laughs> with of no course, fucking competition course, but... or no demand to do better, you know what I mean? But but the government getting out of the way on a single issue, on a, on one issue, the government if the government were to get out of the way on one issue, the free market would flourish in regards to that issue. Oh, yeah, issue. totally. And it would infect. It would set it. Yeah, it would set an infect, example. Yeah, it would. It would infect the mentality of everyone else regarding other issues. So the, the, government, yeah, the government cannot allow a free market in any issue without completely degrading its support base. Yeah, because they'd be like, people would be like, "Well, wait, we don't need them." Yeah, no. but wait a minute. Once they got out, <laughs> of the way, we're all doing better. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> I just figured if we just kept kept throwing government at the problems, then you know it would eventually work. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speaking of government, 
<laughs> what democracy? 70% of not free countries get U.S. military aid. There's socialized military again. Yeah, Washington has no. a habit of bombing defenseless nations in the name of democracy, but isn't that, or isn't the least bit squeamish about selling weapons and giving military aid to countries its own human rights watchdogs deem dictatorial? Freedom House, a U.S.-based non-governmental organization set up in 1941, publishes an annual Freedom in the World report, which categorizes countries as either free, partly free, or not free. Funded almost entirely by the U.S. government, Freedom House considers the U.S. and its allies free, while it designates enemy countries such as Russia and China not free. The group's 2018 report described 2.7 billion people living in 49 countries as tragically not free. Yet of those 49 countries, at least 35, or 71 percent, have either been customers of the U.S. military-industrial complex or received some form of military assistance from the Pentagon over the previous three years. Yeah. Uh, back that's, not, that's, not, that's not surprising, though, because it's like, who's going to use weapons more, a fucking dictator mm -hmm. or a peaceful nation? Well, and, and look at the history. <laughs> look at the history of American like military aid and intervention, right? Who who have in the twentieth century? Who are some of our big ones, right? Uh, Cuba. Um, and look at how that all worked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <you laughs> and take a look at how that worked out long term. Like that's yeah. that there, and they were our like our closest allies. Because well, Mossadegh fucking nationalized the oil supply and you know cut BP out of the picture, or you know it was British Petroleum at the time, right? Or did they change yeah. to British Petroleum anyway? It was British based. And the you know CIA dep deposed him and put in the Shah, yep. and then you know had the Iranian yeah. Revolution, and now we're at you know where we are now with the mullahs. So yeah. 12, <laughs> twelve of those countries are so awful, according to Freedom House, that they have been dubbed quote the worst of the worst. Yet half of them, Saudi Arabia, Somalia, um, Turk, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Central African Republic, and Libya, are ongoing recipient of U.S. military aid. Sure, Somalia has been ravaged by civil war, terrorism, and clan strife since, 19, since, since 1991, but the U.S. government, but the U.S. keeps propping up the current central government, providing military assistance as well as quote make Somalia great again hats. There's actually, there's a picture, there's a picture of a guy with a make Somalia great again hat. Yo, oh I want that fucking again. hat so bad I can't right? even describe. Yeah. Oh hey, my dude, we God. gotta get some. We gotta get some. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Central African Republic has been gripped by civil war between Christians and Muslims since 2012 and has a paltry 9 out of 100 Freedom House rankings. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I have to look uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out, you mentioned the Central African Republic. I'm trying to figure out what the hell that used to be. Um, well, like the Congo and shit? No, because Congo is still Congo. Zazzle, yeah. Zazzle has them. Yes. Um, nice. No, Congo, Congo is still Congo. <laughs> what the hell is Central African Republic? When did this exist? Like U.S. ambassador makes makes U.S. ambassador gives makes Somalia great cap again cap to Somali president. 
East African nation, one of the seven Muslim countries, which Donald Trump trying to ban citizens from entering America. That's an article from uh, February 20th, 2017. Yeah. Make Somalia great again. <laughs> I freaking need oh. a hat so bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I found them on Amazon for $21. Nice. Yes. That's it. That's you know how much? I mean, if he actually gave them to people in Somalia, like every single one of them would trade them for a chicken. Probably. That would be also for paying. <laughs> I just want to point out. So I'm thinking the exchange rate's looking pretty damn good right now. <laughs> yeah. now apparently, Central African Republic, I just so you guys know, apparently is actually like existed since like 1960. What? Um, yeah. That what was is, what is this? Some. What is I've this, like some and Mandela effect shit? I, am, <laughs> I don't weasel. It's that goddamn weasel. The CERN mm. weasel. That son of a bitch. Mm. Knocking us onto a new timeline. Apparently, it's always been there. I mean, like, I always call Zimbabwe. I still call mm. Zimbabwe Rhodesia because fuck Zimbabwe. But uh, <laughs> it's Rhodesia, and it will always be Rhodesia, and everyone else can bite me. And I know that's not going to make me a lot of friends, but I don't care. You don't have it's racist, man. It's about not liking communism. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's no, it's uh, I mean, the fact consider what some of these countries are in particular, Saudi Arabia. And actually, when I mentioned Cuba and Iran, I was going to go to Saudi Arabia next. Mm. Like, look at 21st century Saudi Arabia, one of our biggest countries that we provide military aid to. And they just straight up murdered a journalist. Like yeah, the and and instead of going okay, really that was fucking awful. No, no more. Our our government has under Trump, who all of these pro military anti Muslim was, was it? A, uh, it was one of the one of the White House staff members or something like that said that um, he wouldn't look at the or he wouldn't watch the video um, of the Saudi Arabian president or Saudi Arabian, whatever he is talking about the murder because he doesn't speak Arabic or something like that. Like he, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't speak the same language. So he won't watch the video. Dude. I watch French documentaries all the time. Screw you. Like I, I, I'm really- <laughs> those are, those are porn. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they actually do make some incredible documentaries about tanks. I was basically. really concerned you were going to say they were going to make they make some really great so, I, I've so, never. Seen I, I wouldn't be surprised. So, right, here, here's one. Libya is another ca- another case <laughs> worth highlighting. In 2010, the North African nation was declared a high human development country by the United Nations, ranking 53rd out of 162 countries surveyed. The very next year, however, this is. After the U.S. went in and Gaddafi and and Hillary Clinton and yeah, uh, the very next year, however, the country's government was overthrown by a U.S. and NATO-backed rebels. Seven seven years after being bombed into a moon crater and left to the tender mercies of warlords, tribal militias, and even the Islamic State, Libya has dropped to 108th in the UN ranking and has a nine out of 100 score on the Freedom House Index and open-air slave markets. Yep. On the other hand, the officially recognized government receives U.S. military aid. Yeah, and and you know, in Libya, had an it had a chance, man. It had a shot. <laughs> it, it like it it did like, before the U.S. got involved. It had a shot at becoming something so much better, especially considering that the Libyan desert is like the butthole of human of planet Earth. Like yeah, but 
Gaddafi had invested like mm-hmm. I don't know, it was like six point five billion dollars or something like that in a like waterworks project to like essentially make the um desert fertile mm-hmm. so yep. they could grow fruit and grain and all that shit there. And, and that and was I'm, one of the first things and they, they tried the to, the they first tried to have it, they tried bombed. to have a, a gold backed currency. Well yeah that too but they, they did the waterworks project independent from a loan from the IMF or anybody. Oh. Well, you know, and don't don't get me wrong, like Gaddafi, I'm not going to say that he was mentally stable or a good leader or not um, a fucking murderer and a psychopath, but he did stabilize the region. He's yeah, he stabilized things. He was, you know what? And for the most part, while he was it's in like charge, Saddam, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And well, Saddam was U.S. backed and yeah, yeah. Gaddafi, at least like when he took over. Initially, anyway, he really did benefit the country a lot. And Mm -hmm. even when he was losing his mind, I don't think that he necessarily meant to be the psychopath that he was, even when he was sponsoring terrorism. And he, you know, there was a point where Libya was the biggest sponsor of international terrorism there was. Uh, Now that's Saudi Arabia, one of our close little Uh, buddies. Actually, I was just about to talk about Saudi Arabia. Oh, don't yeah. forget about Israel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on now, come on. Not even, not even RT is going to criticize Israel. Yeah. <laughs> I well, don't. I mean, they feel just, like they, being they just bombed Gaza and like you know the IDF bragged about killing like twenty like Gazan <laughs> children the other day. Yep. No. But you know we we gave yeah. them the most military aid of all. <laughs> three well, we three billion dollars a year in U.S. financial aid. Well, what was it? I think it was like $38 billion package, 10-year mm-hmm. package that uh, yeah. Rand Paul was like going to filibuster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was going to. like, this guy's got no. some balls. Um, all right, so Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, uh, interest over moralizing. One of, the high, one of the worst ranking countries on the Freedom House Index is Saudi Arabia, with only 7 out of 100 on the index, far below Washington's favorite villains, Venezuela, 26. Russia 20, China 14, and even Iran 17, but not below North Korea at three. I mean, and Iran is the one that gets all <laughs> of the publicity because you can't like dance publicly and women can't have their heads uncovered and shit. But they ignore the fact that most of the laws that Iran has, Saudi Arabia also fucking has. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I, I'd say that uh, Iran's way more moderate than, um, in Saudi Arabia, in mm-hmm. terms of like what I've seen in, in like documentaries and stuff, it's not like they're you know walking around in like the garbage bag suits like in Saudi Arabia. Like at least, like women have some some semblance of like uh you know normalcy there. Like they can wear Western clothing; they just have to have like their head covered. Yeah. Right, and that's and that's because <clears throat> remember when when even with the radical revolution in Iran, um. They they were coming from such a Western-ish ecumenical perspective already that it, it mm-hmm. seemed really extreme, but it actually was fit what we would consider now fairly moderate. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I mean, me... that's like, like Afghanistan in the 70s. Like, they were, like, kind of, like, Westernized. Like, they had, like, you know, mm-hmm. if you look at any of the pictures before the Soviet Union went in there. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, before like the Taliban and all those guys took over, backed by yeah. the United States. Yeah. You know, it was pretty yeah, me, westernized, uh, and the women weren't wearing like, you know, uh, you well, know. Well, and the Kurds never got our help, and they're still like that. 
Yeah. yeah. Let me uh, let me let me get through these these few paragraphs real quick uh, on Saudi Arabia. Uh, Saudi Arabia, um, seven out of one hundred. So, as the State State Department put it last month, however, the Saudi Kingdom in the in Saudi Kingdom is the U.S. quote largest foreign military sales customer with over one hundred and fourteen billion dollars in active cases. Foggy Bottom expects, quote, a significant increase in foreign military sales due to the $110 billion agreement to modernize the Saudi armed forces signed in May 2017 by U.S. President Donald Trump and King Solomon blah, 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 blah. So far, $14.5 million have been sailed. Have, sales have been implemented under the initiative. Despite ongoing calls for sanctions over the murder of the journalist, uh, Jamal blah, blah. in October, the Trump administration has been reluctant to interfere in the weapon sales. That has not stopped Germany from halting weapons deliveries to Saudi Arabia, citing the journalist's death. Saudi Arabia was Berlin's second best customer after Algeria, with an estimate $475 million worth of contracts just this year. Norway and Spain have also con- canceled Saudi Arabian armed contracts, but France, which has ongoing deals, Almost worth almost twelve billion is so far refusing to follow suit. Oh well, Fran- don't forget France sold Saddam Kari. So <laughs> France France is corrupt as hell. Like people forget about them. Mm. I mean, even that, and that was the early that was the late eighties, early nineties that they gave and built and designed Kari, the the air defense system mm-hmm. for Saddam. Like that was. Mm-hmm all but a gift they sold it so cheap to them but i mean don't forget you know saudi arabia and a lot of people forget this saudi arabia is called saudi arabia because of the sauds and the only reason it exists is not anything natural it exists because of the sykes picot agreement it exists because of england and who yeah exactly france that's why it exists and that's it because they made the sauds the kings for their help throwing off the Ottoman Turks. Yeah, exactly. They were like a, they were like a Bedouin. They were a Bedouin tribe that they put in fucking power. Right, and they had no power before, <laughs> and no one looked no, up. Not at all. No one not respected them. Did they just made the right friends? Yep. And now they're in charge of an entire nation that's arguably one of the richest nations on the face of planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And we're sending how much? I mean, and they're super. They were already hyper islamic i mean even back then for the ottoman empire they were hyper islamic yeah and then we made them in charge and look at what we've done over and over and over again until the past 50 years we have backed at less than that the past 10 20 years past 20 years is where when it changed where we stopped backing the most islamically extreme elements in the middle east like that's and, it, and and, the, and people are wondering why we have terrorism now. Yeah, well, yeah, what happened? I don't know. They, maybe they hate us for our freedoms. Yeah, I just well, let's not well, joke somewhere in the fact that oh, it's it's Germans, all it's all one big joke. Yeah, but the yeah, right. Germans <laughs> have been upset enough about this murder to stop backing these people. You know, the people that you know. Yeah, the Germans massacred <laughs> six million Jews. The, the the Germans, the who historically have been so cooperative with their neighbors and and things, uh, they're the ones <laughs> that who are, are like, outraged. hey, 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 you guys are going a little far here. 
I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we, you know, you can't you can't forget about the fact that uh, Saudi Arabia has been like waging war on Yemen, and like that's been continuous for years now. Oh right? yeah, like, what, like four or five years. Yemen, Yemen is a genocide right now. Oh, yeah. totally. I mean, there's a cholera epidemic right now that's going on that's like absolutely ridiculous. As they said, it's probably the worst in history. Yep, but. But you don't, you don't hear a damn thing about that. Price, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Of course. Never mind that the U.S. is producing so much fucking oil that it's... Exporting. It that it's exporting, yeah. yeah. And you, look, yeah. you look at that, right? It, speaking ah. of that, and I did want to bring this up tonight, actually, and that works out very well for that little thing. <laughs> look at what happened. So, journalist gets killed. A lot of people, even hyper-conservatives that want to support Trump and everything else, are still upset that we're still supporting mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia after what happened with that journalist. And everyone's talking about we need to cut off Saudi Arabia, we need to stop being friends with them, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, magically, and in a completely unrelated note, <laughs> gas, gas drops prices drop. a gallon, and everyone yeah. goes, oh, well, yeah, I guess they're not so bad. You're Batman, really that Batman Neil the international anthem. Let's discuss that again. Yeah. You're really <laughs> that cheap, America. You're really yeah. so selfish and cheap mm. and easily bought that your morals can be purchased at the price of a dollar per gallon of gasoline. Yes. And, France, you, know, and you know what? In, in France like, right now, like the riots going on in France, right? Those are over yeah. four cents a liter tax yeah. increase. Well, actually, I mean, it, it, that that's like kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back, but it has a lot to yeah. do with like, you know, uh, they're like real high income tax. And it's just like a kind of it's, a compounding, it's com it's compounding of a lot the, of issues. Yeah. But the last straw was. Yeah, the gas tax. Yeah. 16 cents on a gallon. It's not even yeah. 16 cents. Like well, they, they said um, equivalent to U.S. dollars, it's like 750 a gallon. Uh-huh. Because they, they, they price per liter, not per gallon over there. Yep. We're yeah, in the metric system that's actually yeah, right? and it makes a lick of goddamn sense. Yeah. <laughs> Making everything, everything divisible everything by 10? Tens, I mean, yeah, Every, right? <laughs> like, come on now. We, we got walnuts and we got the king's foot. Uh, <laughs> God. Uh, it, so, it, just, it, it sounds a lot more impressive. To, to say your your penis is is twenty two centimeters, <laughs> just like a single digit number in inches. You know? I'm just saying, one inch actually. I feel um, like we've had this conversation before. Yeah, yeah, that's man, that Dirica, that would be. Derica would have loved that joke. That's yeah, that's right. like that. I just want to point out. Anyone who's wondering what twenty two centimeters is like almost ten inches. Yeah. Right, but but like, well, yeah, what like I was saying, two point five centimeters like, is an inch, right? Yeah, I thought two, you said twenty-two two, millimeters. Yeah, Never mind. Two point five. Uh, oh, twenty-two like, millimeters. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 this, this isn't this isn't mainland China, okay? This is America. <laughs> that's some that's America. some shit that'll have you sitting at the fucking little kids table. <laughs> <laughs> you sit over there. <laughs> You're kind. <laughs> Not even true. I've seen some babies with bigger ones than that. Oh man, <laughs> penis, penis so small it has has Uncle Joe hitting on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, 
an extra belly. That's terrible. Horrible. Is it right? Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Couple forced to prove New Mexico is a state while applying for marriage license. <laughs> what? <laughs> New Mexico? I ain't never heard of that. Is that like just supposed to be cleaner than the old one? <laughs> I could understand like Delaware because like I don't know if Delaware even exists, like kind of like Australia, but I don't think it does. I think it's a myth. Actually, you know what? You know what is a myth? <laughs> Rhode Island is a myth. I've been there though. Yeah. Oh, you say that, but do you? Yeah, have proof? I say, I say that. <laughs> but I've been to Delaware. That doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> but I don't know, like Delaware. Like who? I don't know what happens in Delaware. Has All anybody actually does. seen Idaho? I'm just just asking. Yeah, that's is, a good uh, question. Does it exist? Right. I don't know anyone that lives there. I've never met anyone from there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gap, Gavin Clarkson, a recent candidate uh, for New Mexico Secretary of State. Experienced a once in our 50 states is missing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Gavin Gavin Clarkson, a recent candidate for New Mexico Secretary of State, experienced a one of our 50 states is missing moment earlier this month when applying for a marriage license in the nation's capital. Clarkson, who lives in Las Cruces, and his then fiance visited the District of Columbia Courts Marriage Bureau on, on November 20th to apply for a marriage license. But once there, the couple encountered a small problem, Clarkson said. The clerk wouldn't accept Clarkson's driver's license from New Mexico as proof of his identity. Rather, the clerk, who mistakenly believed Clarkson was a foreign citizen, said he, said he would have to prove he would have to provide an international passport to get a marriage license. After Clarkson objected, the clerk went to check with a supervisor who confirmed Clarkson would need a passport. Dude, my my theory on this is that fucking Trump has rejected New Mexico because he's like, well, we're trying to get rid of the old Mexicans. We don't need any new ones. (laughs) Quote, okay, this is quote, 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 you know you are from a flyover country when you are applying for a marriage license, give them your New Mexico driver's license, and they come back and say, my supervisor says we cannot accept international driver's licenses. Do you have a New Mexico passport? <laughs> if anyone's, if anyone's independent nation, that's where New Mexico <laughs> is. Okay, that's that's New Mexico. <laughs> oh, speaking to the Sun News about the incident, Clarkson said the clerk went back to check a second time about whether she could accept a New Mexico driver's license as proof of identity. After the stat, <laughs> staff finally concluded New Mexico was in fact a U.S. state. And accepted his driver's license <laughs> along with the application. Holy fuck. They had to I, run it through bureaucracy first. Oh, like the oh, supervisor. Well, my the supervisor. supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah you, can't, so, you can't manage that one on your own. Dude, and I mean, you know, and think about like, I, I can understand even in a non-government job, oh, I can okay. understand one oh, person on, being wait, an idiot. Wait, wait, wait. Hold that. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> Clarkson, who has called New Mexico home since 2012, said he heard about the state's residents experienced such incidents in the past, but it was the first time it happened to me. Quote, she thought New Mexico was a foreign country, he said to the clerk. All the couples behind us waiting in line were laughing. Hold on. Hold on. Hold that. Clarkson's wife, Mariana, emigrated from Argentina in the 1990s, became a legal permanent resident, and then a naturalized U.S. citizen. She speaks English fluently, though she has a slight accent. But the clerk, com- but the clerk commented or complimented 
Clarkson, not Mariana, on how well he spoke the language. <laughs> Gosh, you sound like you could be from the United States. He said his wife was in disbelief, wondering, quote, why are you complimenting him on his English? Your English is impeccable. Oh. Being from New, New Mexico. I hate oh. I mean, New Mexico cleaner than the old one. I mean, like, I work for a national cell phone company. I won't say which one, but we used to get calls all the time going, well, I'm going to Alaska. Do I have to take or do I have to have a different plan? Well, no, I mean, you, you're covered while you're in the United States. Well, I mean, it's a different country, so don't I need a different... <laughs> See, but that's the thing. That's the thing, though, is Alaska and Hawaii are the two <laughs> that are the most recent becoming states in the past 50, what, 60 years, 70? Okay, yes, yeah, something like that. I never spoke Six, to anybody years, over yeah. the age of 70. Yeah, 60. The, yeah. New Mexico has been a state since before... World War One. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, notably, notably, Clarkson is also an enrolled member of the Choctaw Nation. If he had showed that ID to the Marriage Bureau, he said, <laughs> it would have been cleared up the confusion to over his identity. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm trying to find... Okay, this, this should work. So, a New Mexico driver's license says New Mexico across the top. It, it it looks like every other driver's license I've ever seen for every other state, pretty much. <laughs> like, I'm not seeing where this, this looks out of the ordinary for the average person. Like, this looks <laughs> like, <laughs> like a normal, a normal U.S. <laughs> driver's license, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's written in English. Like yeah. that should that should have been clue number one. Gosh, your your English driver's license and the fact that you speak English so well is not at all. Um, you might not be from Mexico. You, are they under the impression that like when you go through the states of of Mexico that you have like Tijuana here and Chihuahua and New Mexico, New Mexico. Like they, <laughs> They they ran out of names for the rest of the states, and then they're like, I don't know, this one's this is new, so but it's Mexico now. Like what I what are you fucking Pancho Villa that you're refusing to admit that New Mexico is I mean, it's it's not like New Mexico wasn't recently in the news or anything with that uh the Somali residents wriggling out in that little camp, you know, they killed the little boy. Yeah, but that was in a foreign country. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. true. That was a, that was in a foreign country, so nobody cares. Well, that's why. See, that's why they could do that, and that's why the American military had to intervene is because it was a foreign nation. I was going to say, I wonder if they were extradited. Clearly, I wonder if they were extradited to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's that's yeah, why Coke. They, why, they look like they Coke, can freedom. That's why Coke Cash will never be president. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, a foreign agent. he's a he's a he's foreign, a foreign agent. agent yeah <laughs> how do you know literally he's literally a, Putin. he's a spy literally from new Putin. mexico yeah you know actually you know what's funny though is i actually i watched a stand comedian who's from idaho um talking about having moved to new york city 
And the fact that he'll tell people that he's from Idaho. Talk about culture shock. Yeah. Um, but he'll talk about the fact that he's from Idaho. Well, he is also the one who's like, everybody in New York goes, I don't understand who these Trump voters are. Oh, I'm from Idaho. I know. Um, I know who they are. Uh, but anyway, so he, he was talking about the fact that uh, he'll tell people he's from Idaho and like they don't believe him that it's a real place. Like, like he's like, <laughs> Narnia. Like, it is the most bizarre thing. And he's like, they don't believe me that it exists. Like, I will show them on the map and I'll be like, it looks like a shoe. Like, sitting, <laughs> you not, no, you, no recollection. This is a thing at all. We should, we should, that's what we should do. We should move to New Mexico, take it over. And then we can receive U.S. foreign military aid. <laughs> Declared an independent nation. Right? A dictatorship. <laughs> They're bound to give us weapons. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, we're, 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 we're allies of Israel and radical Muslims. <laughs> That's so right. I have no choice but to give us military aid now. <laughs> um. It sounds an awful lot like ISIS. Yeah, hey, look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we'll rename it the International Society of Independent Scientists, or if you will, <laughs> ISIS. And immediately we'll be like, no, 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 I'm a representative of ISIS. And they'll just hand us things missile launchers, tanks. Yep. <laughs> we'll promise. Keep- well, those are meant for Woo! the moderate rebels, though. Yeah, no, we're the moderates. We're the moderates. You want to see the extreme guys because those guys they like run taco trucks, they have <laughs> like it's terrible, man. They're they, they have this have thing, right? You you have the tomahawk missile, they have the Trinidad Scorpion, and you want nothing to do with that, my friend. <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Fucking people. <laughs> they even have like, the dreaded Carolina Reaper and the jalapeno. I mean, that's how... <laughs> 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 we, need, we need to give them huge, huge supplies. And people, and people, and people say we, we need to keep funding public schooling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. I'm public school and I'm mostly smart. Mostly. And you know, and you know, New Mexico's a state, so I mean, yeah, like, hey, there's that. I, it was you're a like, small town school, so I'm sorry. Well, you're like, you're like already on the presidential board of when we take over New Mexico. Then I'm, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're, you're gonna be part of the presidential cabinet. But see, I'm not. You mean dictatorial? Dictatorial inner party. Oh no, he's president. He's been democratically elected. He'll get reelected <laughs> only because there's only democratically on the ballot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was just literally, literally vote or die. Yeah, yes. literally <laughs> vote or die. Yeah, can you imagine that ad on TV? Vote or die, and then it fades, and then no, I'm fucking With like a firing squad <laughs> at the voting booth. <laughs> armed men will come to your house and kill you and... it's okay if i win if i win the presidency i will make sure all women will have at least triple d breasts for every man Excellent. that's a lot of boobs yeah and oh, oh, you don't mean her woman, actually no i don't i don't need that much that's actually too much for me well then i can't talk to you anymore i'm sorry but I, i'm far too large for you <laughs> that's that's true. Yes, it is. 
no, well, well, all right. So the I, just, uh, I have I have no way to follow that up. It'll be the United People's Republic of New Mexico. The Democratic, <laughs> Democratic, Democratic, you gotta put the Democratic. United People's the, Republic. De- the Democratic Utilitarian <laughs> <laughs> People's Republic of New Mexico. <laughs> and we'll hold Freedom Fest every year for our independence. It'll be called Freedom Fest. Uh, attendance is mandatory. Singing the national anthem is mandatory. Um, yeah, the national anthem is sickness from uh, <laughs> from uh, no. uh, a camera no. event. Yeah. It'll it'll be no it'll be Queen it'll be Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. That that's serious? that's the national anthem right there. Instead of bread lines, we have tortilla lines. <laughs> you know what's funny? Too, Carne asada in every pot. <laughs> I Oh. We will wait more on Taco Bell, let me tell you. Corona, Corona just became our national drink. <laughs> no, it'll be no, we're gonna go because we're gonna we really want to encourage American intervention. Baja Blast. That works. Mountain Dew's Baja Blast. That's it's authentic Mexican. What do you want? It's uh... oh, okay. We're, we're restricting all imports of Baja Blast into the United States until our demands are met. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in New Mexico. Hey, you want to name foreigners? Uh, good lord! I <laughs> yeah. All right, well, while we're on the subject of government failings. Government police fail to make arrest in nearly half of murder cases. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Well, poli- don't tell, know, don't tell me that. <laughs> At least it's not an important crime. So I got a 50 50 chance of getting away with this. <laughs> I mean, that's how I'm reading this. Yeah. Police, <laughs> depart- yeah. police departments in a number of U.S. cities, Chicago, Detroit, New Orleans. <laughs> Receiving increased attention for their failure to clear even half of the homicides that occur in their jurisdiction. <clears throat> and note that to quote clear a case doesn't even necessarily require someone to be convicted of the crime, but only that either an arrest or that the case or arrest was made or that the case was quote cleared by exceptional means, meaning the police identified a suspect, had sufficient evidence to arrest or knew the location, but encountered a circumstance that prevented them from making an arrest. So, like, for instance, diplomatic immunity, yeah. a, a lethal weapon, or, um, like, they're dead or something. Yes. Uh, yeah. They can't, even, they can't even figure out, no matter how <laughs> long they're given, that half of their murder suspects are dead. <laughs> like... Well, they're too busy arresting people for parking between 3 and 7 a.m. Yeah, they're like, right. hey, we got to right. worry about the real dangerous people, all right? Not the ones that are going out killing people, the ones who are leaving their cars. Well, if, if you remember, like, in the in the U.S. last year, there was um, there was more arrests made for drug charges than there were for all um, aggravated crimes combined. Well, of course, because then they put themselves in the line of danger. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't want. Oh God, I don't want to arrest a murderer. I mean, that guy's dangerous. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the stoned college student, like that guy's just chilling out on he the posed, couch. The, yeah, he poses absolutely no threat whatsoever. <laughs> but I will that's, beat that's the, the shit easy out arrest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I had to I had to mention that to to piggyback on, or to to piggyback this article on it. Right. So they're they're not even covering they're not even they're not even solving half the crimes, half the murders in those cities, right? You guys remember we discussed this before the police chief in Florida that sent those innocent kids to jail so that he could have a 100% um success or 100% solve rate on yep. on reason break-ins and whatnot. Well, he was fired and he was arrested and fired, right? Um, and now he is going to prison. No shit. For a total of three years. <laughs> he destroyed wow. what three people's lives? Yeah. Several several people's lives. Several. So we don't even know the exact number, or I mean yeah. it, was it so we don't even know the exact number, but he destroyed their fucking lives forever. Oh. Yeah. Here's three years. Yeah. Um uh Raimundo uh Atiza at A T E S I A N O Atizano. Raimundo Atizano, the former Biscayne Park police chief who directed his officers to frame innocent black men for a series of unsolved burglaries, admitted uh he was admitted he wanted to appease community leaders and polish the village's pro- uh, property crimes <laughs> record. Even in a small village of 3,000 residents, the pressure was too much, he said. Quote, when I took the job, I was not prepared, Atismo told a federal judge on Tuesday. Quote, I had to, I had, I made some very, very bad decisions. His, uh, apolog- yeah. <laughs> His apologies did not sway U.S. District Judge K. Michael Moore, who on Tuesday sentenced the 53-year-old former cop to three years in prison. He allowed Atismo to remain free two, two more weeks. Be, uh, before surrendering, so he can take care of his mother who's dying of leukemia. In September, Atizano pleaded guilty to to a conspiracy charge of depriving the three suspects of their civil rights because he and the officers charged them without legal basis. Atino's conspiracy conviction carried up to ten years in prison. Do yeah, know, is anything happening to any of the cops who obeyed his orders? Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Atismo resigned from the Biscayne Park Force in 2014 and previously worked as an officer in Sunny Isle Beach. Okay. Um, Atismo's sentencing ends, ended an ugly chapter in Biscayne Park's recent history with allegations of racism. The three men who met three men falsely charged are black, tainted the police department's culture of law enforcement in the mostly white community. Um, oh. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, see, uh, uh, over the summer, three former Biscayne Park uh, Park police officials who worked under Atismo when he was police chief in 2013-2014 pleaded guilty to civil rights violations stemming from the false arrest of three suspects. All three ex-cops cooperated with the FBI and prosecutor Harry Wallace, Donald Taylor, and I hope reducing their prison time. Um, let's see. Uh, to August, in August, officers... Uh, pled guilty to falsifying the uh, arrest affidavit for a 16-year-old black suspect for four unsolved break-ins in June 2013. 
This was just a Fucking month before then police chief Atismo touted the town's 100% burglary clearance record in a village commission meeting. In October, Judge Moore sent each to prison for a maximum of one year term. One year. Yeah. One fucking year. One the, the three cops got a year. The police chief got three years. So we're talking about a total of six years in prison mm-hmm. for four people who destroyed the lives of of people, including a 16 year old kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and spent- it's not like it's not. Well, I mean, it's not like they went to prison and everything was honky dory, <laughs> right? Like you don't go to prison and they go, Oh, you're innocent. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to be gentle with you and everything. Will yeah. Be mm-hmm. Like it took them three years, three years to get him out. And yeah. That three years from 16 to 19 is arguably some of the most formative of his adult years. And he wasn't in school. He wasn't going to college. He wasn't playing professional sports. He wasn't doing anything. He was learning from criminals. Yeah, he was learning from criminals. He was being treated like an animal. And you want to sit here and you want to say that somehow giving these motherfuckers one year each and then three years is justice. Yeah. Not at all, dude. That's not they even, know, they know that. not even close to justice, no. I'm trying they to know f- it and they don't give a fuck. No, they don't care. And the people that convicted him don't care. They're just sad that they had to admit that somebody that's part of their special club did something wrong. Exactly. Because it makes them look bad. It's all about optics to them. They're more worried about optics than fucking, you know, what what's really going on, you know, what's fucking actually uh, morally justified. <laughs> yeah, morally justified. Uh, yeah, that's why I do not believe that morals are objective. <sighs> I mean, th- just, seriously, like he's sixteen years old, and they sent him to they framed him for a crime. Like, okay, yeah. grant granted, granted, they they picked this kid because he had some other issues, right? Like. I don't know. Maybe he was smoking pot or, or whatever else, but he yeah, was no, innocent he, drug issues. He, he was problem. he was no he was known to them, so that's why they picked this kid, and they said they framed him for what the, what was it four four break-ins? Yeah, they framed him for four break-ins, which sent him to prison, so that he could claim a one hundred percent success rate. Well, and even even consider, let's say hypothetically, right? Let's say hypothetically, this kid is a career uh, robber. If if he wasn't then, he is now. Yeah. And that's the thing is he's 16 years old. He has an opportunity to maybe turn things around. And maybe he's been innocent for like a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he hasn't done anything. Maybe he's been like, no, man, I don't want to go back to prison. This is terrible. What have you done? You've not only sent him to criminal school to learn how to do his shit better <laughs> and yeah, not yeah. get caught. No, yeah, not only yeah. going to do that, but like, like he, he made connections on the inside, number one. That that's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. And number and number number two, the lawsuit that's coming, the kid is gonna get paid. And now we're going to have a person that is angry at the system, a person that has criminal contacts, a person that literally believed his life was thrown away, a person that is angry with the police, and now you're going to hand him a shit ton of money. 
Like, he's not going to be a fan of theirs ever. You know what? 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 I think <laughs> honestly, what this tells me is that I think I really think, and I, I truly believe that anarchists need to make more contact with people like that. Mm-hmm. We need Absolutely. to start getting a hold of them. We need to start making allies mm-hmm. with them, because mm-hmm. the more of them that we can connect with, mm-hmm. the more stories we can concentrate and voices we can concentrate together mm-hmm. of people who have experienced this, who understand, help them, coach them on being articulate to the media and things. Mm-hmm. So that they can vocalize the dangers of the state well. Absolutely, that's what we need to do. Nobody, nobody creates more anarchists than the state. Like us, us sitting here talking on this podcast, uh, us talking to people one on one. We will never create more anarchists than the actions of the state. Well, yeah, because once it's on their doorstep, it's fucking real. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I was, I, you know what? And <laughs> you know what I mean? Case, so it'll change until, your fucking viewpoint real quick. Until I experienced the VA, until I experienced what the police will do to someone with a military background who's accused of something violent, whether or not they did it or not, and don't know one way or another, because you're, they have no idea, and the way that they treated me the way that they've treated friends until i saw what the police in particular did to me and my friends i was a hardcore neocon i fully believed in the state well, i not, i was not only that but like like the dhs according to the, the dhs's um list of potential potential terrorist characteristics i think is what, what the list is that was put out by dhs i want to say 2013 2000 yeah 2013 something like that uh, like returning veterans are potential terrorist suspects. Like people that that have more than seven days worth of food, such as preppers, people that own mm-hmm. firearms, people that tout freedom, people that support the Ron Paul movement, things like that. Like those are potential terrorist suspects, according to the federal government. To most of the American public. Eh, no, right, no, no. That. Quick, quick, quick question. Now, how how does the the uh the Israeli police or the IDF treat, you know, people that they consider potential terrorists. And who's training U.S. law enforcement now? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's the connection yeah. I'm trying to make there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... Because, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. being trained to treat people like, you know, uh, Palestinians, essentially. I not, not, only, not only that, but, like, there's U.S. military that are training domestic law enforcement and they're they're teaching them the the war mentality not even training but that's most uh new cops are returning veterans Mm -hmm. and not just returning veterans but a lot of them are returning infantry veterans um returning mps they're guys who were either on the front lines or very very close to front lines yeah that's what i was gonna say combat who were trained on that you can't trust anybody, everyone's a threat, all this other stuff. And that's their mentality. And you know what's sad is when I when I back before I started to see the state for what it was, I thought that was a good thing. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a good idea. I thought that yes, we need to have that because they're the ones who are going to keep us safe because they know to watch out for these threats and everything else. And I never once asked the question, but what if they see everyone as a threat and they're not? Yeah, exactly. 
what 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 happens then? What if the state tells them that a person is a threat who isn't actually a threat? I never drew those lines because I didn't want to. And what you know, and and what drove it home to me was my own interactions with police and and things. But the like, I remember when I was arrested. Um, the one time that I was arrested, like for something significant, and clearly she had told them who I was. Um, when I, when I got reported and stuff and, and, and the the phone call was made to get me arrested, she had told them who I was because they were very, very, very cautious with me. Um, to the point where other guys, when I finally got put into Jen Popper, like I've never seen them like that with anybody. (laughs) They know who I am. They're well aware of who I am. And the fact that they're well, that they're, they are now aware of me means that I'm much more likely to die in a police encounter around here than anybody else is because I'm a threat immediately. Oh, yeah, I'm course. a serious threat. We'll yep. see that um, that's because the government gave you the fucking skills to, you know, do what you're capable of doing. And then the like, you know, once you're released back in the general, you know, the general population, they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, we got these guys roaming around. And, you know, if they want to turn those skills back around on us, mm-hmm. you know, that's no good. <laughs> well, look at that, look that's, this. that's one of the things that Ben Stone talks about in Sedition, Subversion, and Sabotage is the need for people that are returning vets. The need for vets that are, are disenfranchised with the government or feel left out, you know, or, 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 neglected by the government and reaching out to them and and being somebody that they can rely on and and and, well, ta- and showing and showing them voluntarism and and showing them the benefits of a free market and this and that because those people are highly valuable people in the sort well, yeah, of things outlined in seditions of urban sabotage they're trained in you know uh force multiplication well <laughs> sedition subversion and sabotage is the name of our fucking game Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it. That's why you see so many. And and the funny thing is, is, is they recruit they uh, recruit special operations from guys who uh, show exceptional intelligence. We're able to think on our feet. We're able to do things and think in ways that most people aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're able to adapt to situations quickly. We're able to adapt. We're able to think outside the box. We're able to go, well, I could go straight through, but why not go around in the way that no one expected me to? Yeah. We're able to we're able to look at things in ways that that normal guys who go into the military and things aren't. And well, we yeah, have that's capacity for violence that other people aren't capable of. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's one of the things that uh I learned. Like you and I talked about this this the that book series 299 days. Yep. Uh, we we talked about we talked about that 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 guy special forces Ted and, and how you would how you would relate to the character and one of the things that they really talk about in that book um, with Ted's abilities as, as special forces is is that um as a hammer like he can hammer like he he can he can you know swing a broadsword and and, and do all this right but the mental aspect of being in special forces and the ability uh, to talk to people, to motivate people, to influence people, to, to change people's minds, the political chops that one has to have to be a a special forces soldier 
um, is almost even greater than their capacity for violence because they are they are more than just footline soldiers. They're they're uh, emissaries or or ambassadors between um, the the broad sword or between the between the the, the scalpel and and the the government. You know, and you have to have you have to have an extremely high IQ and the ability to rationalize and think out of the box to be in that position. And those type of people make perfect anarchists. Well, and and so many of us already basically are like we don't know what the name for it is, but so many of us have seen (laughs) what the government is. We know what they're capable of. We understand what they're doing. All you have to do is uh, within the anarchist community is reach out to these guys in a, and this is my biggest objection of the way a lot of people interact with veterans mm-hmm. is they're so hate, 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 hate on yep. veterans. The, yeah, and, I don't. The, the oh, you're a bunch of baby killers. Brutalism. I despise brutalism. And it's, and it's so, it's so stupid because it's like all of these people would listen to you. Mm-hmm. If you showed them understanding and sympathy and said, look, you're being lied to, you've been lied to, you you need to realize that the reason that you're having the issues mentally that you are now is because you weren't meant to do this and this was wrong, but don't worry, it's okay, we could we can win, we can beat them, we can take power back from them, back to ourselves, back to the people, we can do things that, you know, will make up for what, you know, what happened. And if you talk to them and you have compassion and understanding and you listen to what guys like me have to say, even before we're anarchists, you can build so many allies that long term are going to be so fucking massive. Mm-hmm. But well, so, me- many, so many anarchists are so short sighted and stupid about yeah, it. Let, let, let me just say this real quick. And this goes out to all the anarchists that like, you know, they got that. Uh, elitist condescending dickhead oh. attitude you know what yeah. i mean it's like yes. humble it's like humble yourselves because you got to fucking realize that <laughs> these people that you call status are what you were before you fucking came to the realization mm-hmm. that you know mm-hmm. f- you know force aggressive force isn't fucking warranted That's... so it's like you if you really want to like you know bring people over to your camp or whatever and you know, you gotta you gotta speak to people rationally, and you gotta you know help them understand, and like you know you gotta have varying approaches because you can't just use one approach with everybody because everybody's different. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like some some people respond better to you know certain things. Like I I tend to ask a lot of questions, you know, just to get them thinking in in mm-hmm. those terms, because you know once you get people thinking in those terms, then it's like it kind of plants the seed instead of just telling somebody something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm of the same. I'm of the same. I camp on that one. Like, um, you know, the the you attract more flies with honey than vinegar. Yeah. Right. Well, you don't always have to use honey, right? Just just talking to people like human beings, like that's yeah, exactly. that's that's one of the things that's that's really missing a lot on social media and missing a lot in the 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 anarchist outreach is humanity. Treat people like human beings. Right. Talk, talk to them like you would talk to your brother or your sister or, or your best friend or or your aunt. Uh, talk to the, the elder generation. Talk to them like you would talk to your, your aunt or your grandma or your uncle, you know. Um, and, and as you said, there, there's there's such an entitlement mentality. Um, there's so much ego. There's way, there's way too much ego and not enough 
uh, not enough soul in the, in the anarchist humility. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and ego ego is a big thing because I mean to to be special operations special forces you have to have a massive fucking ego. <laughs> yes. You, you have, have you have, have to you have to know you're the shit. Right. Exactly. You have but to see, know that, that, that you're amazing. That's and, that's there's a difference between like having an ego and letting it override you or utilizing your ego to to your to its advantages. Mm-hmm. Right. And the problem because is people that, say kill kill your ego and I'm like no because your ego serves a purpose. It's like right. you know it's there for that, a fucking reason. Confidence and arrogance. There's there's yeah, a line exactly. there's a line there. Right, yeah. but what I'm saying is that in order to be special operations and special forces, you have to have that personality because otherwise the rest of us will eat you alive. That's that's simply the case. Yeah, exactly. Um, but or you'll just die. I mean, one of those two. <laughs> um, you know, you'll go out on an op and then you'll die, and none of us will cry. Um, but the <laughs> not, not, pu- not publicly. Yeah, but I mean that that's brutal reality. It's. But the thing is, is what you need to realize is when you approach guys like me is if you listen to what we say, especially guys that are retired, guys that left willingly, a lot of times you will hear a lot of beginnings of anarchism, a lot of beginnings of libertarian thought, a lot of these beginnings of these things. If all you do is try and hurt our ego, all you've done is set us on the defensive and made us hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you haven't done anything beneficial to anyone. All you've done is reinforce to us that we're on the right side because we hate you. We think you're a douche. We're yeah. awesome. And we're on this side. So clearly yeah. your side sucks. But yeah. That's- yeah. And, and you guys will double, it'll double down and dig your heels in. That, that's right. All, that's true with all human interactions though, because like if I yeah, were to come up absolutely. to you, Jason, and be like, only a fucking dumbass thinks the sky is blue. It's clearly purple. You're a fucking yeah. idiot. How yeah, fucking exactly. dare you? Yeah. yeah. You're At- going to immediately go, even if it's like brown, you're going to go, no, I'm pretty sure it's what blue. The fuck? Because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ad, ad, yeah. Ad, ad, homonyms, ad homonyms are a weak mind's argument. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's a, that's that's a Jason Booth quote. You can you can quote me on that. <laughs> I hate to bring this around that's, to customers. You're you're welcome. You gotta build a rapport with your audience. Yeah, yeah, you you have to. Well, and you have to connect with us. But that that's the thing is, I guess I mean this has gone way off track. But I, my point really was like you need to understand that so much of anarchism is needs to be talking to people on a person's level and needs to be understanding as well that guys who are in a position to help the movement in a very significant way need to be guys that you target. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, this poor kid who is 16 years old, he's sent to prison. His life is torn away. Even if he's made a few mistakes, Chances are probably good. This kid just lives in a rough neighborhood. He gets in trouble occasionally, but that doesn't mean he's a bad person. Doesn't mean he's a career criminal at the age of 16. Trouble, trouble being a entirely disputed right. word. He yeah. runs afoul of the state is what it means. Yes. And he, that's all he's done to this point. And what you need to realize is that the, this kid is now prime. He's 19 years old. He's an adult. He's out of prison. He's now prime 
for somebody in the area who's an anarchist to go to him and say, look, we, we have an answer for what happened to you. We have an explanation. We can work with you and the things that we can achieve. If you help us out, you know, be another voice. You have tell, this yep. platform and you tell, tell your story. And that's, that's what needs to start happening. I mean, not necessarily in a pushy way, but people need to start looking at this as these are possible allies. And these are allies that also need mm -hmm. our movement because this kid now needs an explanation for what happened to him. Mm -hmm. like, Provide guidance. You know, absolutely. Like, like he, sh he should be talked about more in anarchist circles than George W. Bush died. Absolutely. Agreed. No. Yeah. So. Well, all that's right. the whole thing. It's just provide guidance, man. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all they really. Yeah. All right. Let's get on. Let's get on to the last article. Uh, I've been waiting all night for this one. <laughs> Man fired civil war cannon at his neighbors for eight days during dispute. As the yes. founding fathers intended. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, a 52-year-old man who allegedly fired a civil war cannon at his neighbor's house for eight straight days during an ongoing feud was arrested yesterday. So New York's Brian it was J. Worth it. New York's Brian J. Malta is accused of repeatedly firing his antique long tom loaded with powder charge and wadding at, at the Prosser Hill Road. Uh, Jamestown, pro Jamestown property. While it's not illegal to own a cannon, deputies reported confiscated it because it was used maliciously. <laughs> Malta lives in the rural town of Cantillon on the Pennsylvania border, about 60 miles south of Buffalo. While the AP reported Malta fired at the homes of multiple neighbors, Buffalo YNN claimed Malta's wrath was directed at toward one neighbor for more than a week. <laughs> Malta was arrested at 11 a.m. yesterday, just uh, but was released from the Chattawaka County Jail after posting $2,500 bail. He is due to face North North Harmony Town Court charged with three counts of second degree menacing and three counts of second degree harassment. Details of the dispute have not been released. I so you said eight eight days. Yeah, eight days. He fired. I, he I, fired I, that. I my... He fired that with just <laughs> just wadding and powder at his neighbor's his for eight days. <laughs> I admire his dedication, man. Oh, <laughs> it's like it's so it's just so gloriously obnoxious. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like and he wasn't actually legitimately hurting anyone. It was no, it's a total dick move. Annoying. <laughs> uh, like, it was just it was just cannon. powder. Yeah, it was just powder. <laughs> Can you imagine every so often just boom in your house? <laughs> like, like there he fucking goes again. <laughs> fucking cocksucker. And this you is this like this can this cannon is totally within the realm. Of the Second Amendment, as as gun grabbers interpret right. it, exactly as the founding fathers intended, they absolutely knew this kind of gun existed because it absolutely existed. Oh yeah, absolutely in the 1780s. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> even, even, though, even though this is the Civil War version, it still existed in 1791 when it was all ratified. Yep. <laughs> it's just it's just so glorious like i want to party with that guy i know dude 
Like people, like, you know, he did that shit with like a fucking like he had like an American flag in one hand, and that shit was like blown in the wind. With a beer bottle in the other, and a, like is a bald. Is he smiling? Is he smiling in his booking photo? <laughs> there he is. Yeah, I think he is. is. He, is he smiling? How did I know he yes, had a mustache? Yes, yes, How did I know he had a mustache? <laughs> that Fuck is the smile. look of. Yeah, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> I bet you he was wearing that's, a Mer- that's Make the, America Great hat too. That's yeah. that's the worth it smile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, and it, and it is annoying, and and I understand that that was kind of a douchey thing to do, but. uh <laughs> I and I can't take sides on whatever the dispute was because I don't think the article says the article does not does not outline the dispute. I can no. take yeah. sides. The dude that fired the cannon because he's a fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I will say that like, and that's and that's the thing is he's firing blanks. He's not actually hurting anyone. It's just really fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> the. The best part about it to me from the get-go of this article has in fact been the fact that this gun design overall with some very, very slight variations and improvement in metallurgy was the exact same thing used 87 years prior during the drafting of the Declaration of Independence. Like it, it you know, 87 years prior to, to its invention because it's Civil War, right? It's it's the same kind of gun. It's basically just a big metal fucking tube. That's mm-hmm. it. And I mean, they had them on they had them on pirate ships in what like the 1600s, early they 1700s. A, they the the long toms actually have a really interesting history because it, it says it's a long tom, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. the article said. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So long toms actually have a really interesting history. They actually turned into some really by the end of the Civil War. Some kind of very like modern style weapons. Um, we actually still used a long tom in World War One style thing. It was breech loader by then, um, but it was called a long tom 155 millimeter. Yep. So we still use that design of weapon all the way on up through. It's it's a really. I mean, it's just basically a gun. I mean, it's well, it's a cannon, so it's smoothbore, right? So a gun's got to have rifling. A uh, cannon is smoothbore, yep. but still used for direct fire. Uh, mortars are used for indirect fire and high arcing. Um, there's there's a lot of complication there. Howitzers, same kind of thing, but less so. It, it gets really complicated, but basically what it means is that he's using this exact same gun, the exact same gun that the people on the left who want to sit there and say, well, the second amendment only applies to what existed in the 1780s. Well, this fucking existed. So if he decides to load a fucking cannonball in that motherfucker and blow a hole in someone, well, that's the second amendment. What are you going to complain about? (laughs) I I want to own a cannon. Like I just I want I want to wake up every morning and like, you know, fuck the rooster cock it will do, like six, at like six a.m. six six thirty a.m. every every morning. <laughs> <Boom>! <laughs> See, I'm actually pretty sure that a cannon's completely legal in California. Um, actually, that particular cannon, fun fact, is legal in California. Um, and I can tell you this for certain because any weapon, <laughs> oh. any weapon that is black powder, 
is yep. not considered that is muzzle loading in black powder is not considered a true firearm yep. under federal law. It is. I can. Yeah, I can have. I can have black powder rifles bought in the mail and shipped to me. Yep. I can't um, have ammo shipped to me now anymore. Here's where things get really interesting for California and for a few other gun grabber states, though. You know what else you could have technically bought? I don't know if you can have them shipped to you necessarily, depending on the wording of the law in your state, but a lot of places you can. Colt single action armies. Mm -hmm. Yep, I can. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you can have them sh straight up shipped to you. They're they're actually, they use a metallic cartridge, everything else, but you can actually have them shipped to you because they date from before 1899, and that's usually the cutoff is 1899. So anything that it was a weapon that was in use prior to that is still not considered a gun anymore. It's grandfathered in. Hmm. The fun fact is like the... Uh, can you imagine trying to conceal carry a Colt? Single action. <laughs> I mean, you could. Could it you imagine? Could you imagine pulling it out? Challenge. <laughs> Draw, partner. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know people. If you've ever seen uh, Mutualek shoot that oh, guy, I mean, I, I know people who can can shoot those really fast um, and really accurately, but. No, I mean, and and realistically, if you're in your average <laughs> gunfight, you pull that out, pull the hammer back. Most people look at it and go, "Fuck." Uh, so, because it's in what? Yeah, right. you, gotta, you got you got to hold it. You got to hold it sideways, though. <laughs> the cool effect. <laughs> Draw a partner, yo. Like, what are you? <laughs> he said, "We're gonna meet at high noon." Nah, I mean, like. <laughs> Draw it a hundred paces. This corner ain't big enough for the both of us. <laughs> Fist full of tree fitty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. But no, you you actually, you know, and, and what's funny is like um, there are guns that are repeaters, pistols and, and self-loading rifles and things that predate that. Um, the Mauser C96 is a classic one. Um, C96 broom handle Mauser. It's the basis for Han Solo's blaster in Star Wars. If anyone's curious, they actually made it in fully automatic called the Schnell Foyer. Um, which still boggles my mind because it has an internal magazine and but it has a non-removable magazine. It predates 1899. It's called the C96 because it's from 1896. That's California legal. No shit. Mm -hmm. you, like, you get the old, the, old, the old Golden Boys. That'd be a nice one to have too. Yeah, you could, um, or, um, oh, what's that? The, the Borchard. You could get your hands on a Borchard. That's also, or a Mars. <laughs> that monstrosity, the Mars automatic pistol, the gun that was so big and powerful that every military was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like they're, they're all California legal. So like, Hey, buy yourself fucking cannon. It's California legal right. for home defense. Loaded with grape shot. What are they going to do about it? <laughs> Not even a firearm. Like, what are you going to do? Gonna open, <laughs> open carry a freaking cannon. 
<laughs> just drag it with you. Just drag it. Just drag along. Oh, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be my my passenger seat in the carpool lane. <laughs> I'll put a I'll, I'll have it sit I have it sitting in the passenger seat, and then I'll I'll put a I'll put a a wig on it or something, and it'd be useful for rush hour. Get motherfuckers out of the way. Boom. <laughs> I mean, what? No, you gotta get um. Get like the oh, what was the name of the 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 guns, the little guns that like the captains on the pirate ships had, like right by their, they had the little the little guns. But anyway, get like one oh, of those the little just, the little swivel cannons. Yeah, swivel gun. Uh-huh. Get one of those and mount it on the passenger door with a stick that comes over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Were you road raging? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Utopians bus. Jeremy here. Firstly, to have you back. Are glad to have you back on Facebook, Mr. Hordor. It's been too lame without you rousing the rabble. Secondly, needed a good laugh about the cannon firing good man, as always. <laughs> great, great artsy discussion. Yeah. Glad to be back. <laughs> yes, Dan's back on Facebook. Dan's on yeah. Facebook again. For how long? Like three days? Woo! Oh, yeah. I've already That's told you. I'm only on day, day one. Well, he, 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 he's back today, but like Andrew and I talked about right. before you got here, like we should get a betting pool going and see how long before <laughs> you have your first ban. Three days. Like, well, I've like, already posted a couple Israel memes. So, well, that's, that's, that's right. That's what I said. Like, I, like you, you posted your profile, like you made a profile picture and you made in the mid the, uh, uh, the cover photo. And like the next thing you posted was a 9 11 meme. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, Dan, but Andrew just is about to get off of a 30-day ban from something he posted two years ago. So be careful. Yeah, yeah, I know. Dan, Dan's got a Dan's got a fresh, a fresh account, a fresh start. Like, yeah, they're they're starting a new file on me now. Yeah, they remove. <laughs> they generally remove your picture like four times and tell you, "Hey, don't do that again." Then it's a three-day ban, three-day ban, seven-day ban, thirty. Yep. Yeah, I've I'm I've had my. I seven. knew it all too well. <laughs> I've had my three. Oh, what you? Well, Dan, before he had three accounts going at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and I'd I'd be like juggling them. Oh. <laughs> like two oh. of them would be on a thirty day ban, and I'd have to like behave myself on the third one. Well, how how long how long has it been since you were on Facebook? Uh, just about a year because I got kicked off like at the end of December of 2017. No. A year. That's a long time. Hell like, yeah, man. Se- seven days sucked. The seven days sucked. Thank God for Telegram and, and Instagram. I missed you. <laughs> in the past, in the past 90 days, I have spent 29 days being able to be active on Facebook. <laughs> and your your thirty days is up. What the fifth or sixth, something like that? I saw the sixth. Yeah. So four six. more days uh, is the recording of this. Four more days, and then I I'm back on. Yeah. It's up the gulag. Yeah. I give Andrew five days. I- so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually planning. I'm going to do a big return video. I'm gonna I'm gonna do um the path of the righteous man thing that Samuel L. Jackson says, and then I'm gonna, yes. gonna cut to the uh the um the Eminem song with the, the music and <laughs> and yeah, that's that's gonna be my, my reentry to Facebook. So yeah, if there if nice. there's no spaghetti in the video, it doesn't count. <laughs> 
So <laughs> there will be moms. <laughs> also get it, yeah, so. I'll make sure to stick some of the stuff that we have in the fridge on you. <laughs> Just taste all dan- dan- dancing in the back in a spaghetti bikini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that might be too much skin. Yeah, it's too much. I don't know. I'll just catch a pan all over again. Right. I mean, <laughs> like, you can't post pictures of your pants for Christ's sake. So I'm still really bitter about that. <laughs> that would I got be like a some fan off of that. That would be some gangster ass shit. Like you get banned like within like twenty minutes of coming back from a thirty day ban. <laughs> <laughs> Just come back hard as fuck. I was teasing him earlier actually about the fact that we don't even know he might actually already have another thirty day ban just waiting for him because I mean. Who knows? He did just get a 30-day off of something he posted two years ago. Maybe yeah, they've right. got more of his stuff. <laughs> yeah, like right, like once you um like once they unlock it for you, they're like, oh, here, here's another seven-day ban on top of that. <laughs> You're like, motherfucker. <laughs> Zuckerberg just sends me a message like we have this re-education <laughs> camp to send you. <laughs> right? um, we can shorten your sentence. I'd <laughs> like to re-educate. <laughs> well, they say, they say that's what happens after after you get your second thirty day ban. Zuckerberg comes to your house and actually smashes your phone. That's not true. <laughs> that's what happened to that's me. definitely not true. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they just did. They just digitally assassinated me. Yeah, I'm on my. Yeah, you got you got booted off. Fa- you got blackballed from Facebook and Twitter. Yep. <laughs> I had almost like four. I had like four, almost four or five thousand followers in like eight months on Twitter, and then fucking mm-hmm. they were like, nope. Sorry. Ha- have you caught have you caught an IG ban yet? No, surprisingly. Had, I've had, had I've had, had two things removed. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram tends to just remove posts. They don't really they won't ban you necessarily. They'll ban you if you get enough reported enough reported complaints, yeah. 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 Yeah, I went private. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, there. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have done that on Instagram to keep from getting booted, and it does work. It keeps you from getting it does. because and then, then, in order to see it, you have to be knowing what you're doing. So, yep. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is like it seems that I get I get more followers if I'm private because people are like intrigued and they like want to know like, oh, what else does he have on there? If they see like <laughs> other people post in my posts, yeah. Yep. All right. You guys got that anything I else? Can, I can screen them. So yeah, no. Right, we got We got to get oh. off because I got to take a piss. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this this has been episode. I don't know. I believe. I don't remember the number. Forty-eight or something like that. I think it's forty. Yeah, forty-eight. Forty-eight. Uh, hashtag war cannons. <laughs> 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 All right, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next time. I guess. Yep. Find us. Find Peace. us on Facebook. Facebook. Peace.